No sad violin music? Couldn't find any, huh? No, we're getting to that. <laughs> the oh, theme, the theme music hasn't faded yet. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Jones on a sad violin <laughs> coming up later in the show. Now, nah, Emmett, uh, Emmett Jones is still doing okay. Two-time K-Ref Recruiter of the Month, Emmett Jones. And, uh, yeah, even without Bryant Wesco, he's still probably going to have a really good wide receiver class. But as of right now... He's not going to have five-star wide receiver Bryant Wesco. He's off to Clemson. I was hoping, dude, that we would get to the end of the day yesterday and then we could come back today and say, I don't know, maybe it was a premature emoji by Muleshoe Jr. putting it out. Maybe Bryant Wesco's had second thoughts, but then the edit came out. I was hoping to run the clock out like uh, Army against OU, essentially in that uh, 20, uh, 2018 football game in Norman. But, but in the, the end, it dropped. Yeah. This is it. This was the wide receiver recruiting room yesterday, if such things exist. No Bryant Wesco, top 10 player nationally, according to 24-7 Sports. He's off to Clemson. The visit is seemingly canceled, and the, uh, the hits are here in early June. Parker Thune, what happened between Clemson and Bryant Wesco for one of the bigger surprises of the recruiting cycle thus far. I mean, what it boils down to, Tyler, is Clemson just hit that visit out of the park. There's no two ways about it. They let him I mean, go down the slide at the uh, at the facility or what? I guess so, man. But obviously we, we know Clemson isn't dropping bags, right? Like, I would figure that is very evident to anybody that follows recruiting. Clemson does not espouse that philosophy. Really, they just made Bryant Wesco feel at home, man. Make him feel like he didn't need to see anything else. Didn't need to go to TCU again. Didn't need to go to Oklahoma again. Didn't need to go to LSU. Didn't need to go anywhere. Home was Clemson for Bryant Wesco. So, did not see it coming, especially with Clemson's visit policy. That's typically not the type of thing you see the first weekend of June. But here we are, man. Wesco's off the board. 539 on the uh, text line. We need Parker to sing the Bad Day song. Which one? There's more than one Bad Day song. Oh, man. I'm assuming it's the one that we all know and love that ran in the Bud Light commercials in uh, <laughs> years past. Yeah, nice job mentioning Bud Light. That won't get the text line going here oh, on a no. uh, Wednesday. Yeah, so, I mean, I I'm guessing Muleshoe Jr. Uh, probably had a large hand in this since he was the OC at TCU last year. Wesco from the Metroplex area. I'm sure that that, um, that probably had a big factor in all of this, I'm imagining. Was, yeah, it the, I, was it the factor, though, I, I guess is probably what I should ask. I don't figure it was the factor, man. At least not from what I, Obviously, there was a pre-existing relationship there, but it was more about Clemson than it was about Garrett Riley. And, you know, every, every so often that happens. Oklahoma had it happen last cycle with Jackson Arnold. And if you listen to any of the many KREF Saturday pregame shows that we did with JFA himself, he said he came up for that visit to Oklahoma last January, and he was ready to commit. He just felt like, you know what, this is home. I don't need to see anywhere else. So recruiting giveth, recruiting taketh away. In this case, it taketh away. Yeah, it did, like – Woo, I, I mean, like late last week, dude, if I would have said, hey, what are the odds that uh, Bryant Westcoat goes on this Clemson visit and he comes back a committed man? We would have put the odds on that at a very, very low percentage, but 
Yeah, he takes the official visit, and uh, and here's the unfortunate thing about it. Like, anyone that OU's recruiting against for a five-star prospect, if they're going to recruit elsewhere, it's going to be difficult to, you know, really flip that guy. Like, you're, you're going to try to do so with, what, a four-star backer from Ohio State right now. That's difficult. But Clemson, with their policy, they don't get a lot of decommits, you know? Yeah. So, is it 100% certainty that Bryant-Wesco will – Stay locked in with Clemson. It's not 100%, but it's pretty high, man. It is. It's well, pretty high. With five stars, nothing is ever a 100% certainty until they put pen to paper. But I I would not count on anybody being able to flip Bryant Wesco at this point in time. From the 918, well, when do it giveth to yeah, Oklahoma? I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> waiting well, for a, that got one. Got a whole bunch of blue chip official visitors in this weekend. So it maybe needs we to don't give it have... in the next two weeks, please. Maybe we don't have to wait longer than a few more days for it to giveth. Uh, this music is making me weepy. Is on the text line. <laughs> o- OU softball's playing for a uh, national cha- or in a, in a uh, championship series, and the uh, the doom and gloom mood to open up locked in today. Bryant Wesco heading to Clemson. Uh, I-, I don't know if everyone can handle this at this point um, with uh, with the, the bad recruiting news. Josh Wallace, the corner transfer from UMass, did pick Michigan earlier today. So you did get the two defensive linemen. That was good news. Uh, Josh Wallace, the uh, corner from UMass, two-time team captain, picks Michigan earlier today. So there's that. Yeah, and Michigan had kind of always had the leg up here. OU was running second. And, you know, we'd seen OU be able to pull one out from second place before looking most specifically at Walter Rouse, but in this case, no such luck. Wallace is headed to Michigan. That's that. Uh, I guess that means we're probably officially done with the portal, right? I mean, is there anyone else that we need to keep an eye on via the transfer portal at this point? Would anyone else even be a take? I mean, you got two more defensive linemen. At this point, I think this is is your roster, for better or worse. These are the guys that you're going to roll into battle with come the fall. Patrick said, I would rather lose June and win December. Well, and that's, um, that's, that's what Oklahoma did last cycle. Yeah. Which, again, like. I'd really like you're... to win June, though, Patrick, i got to say. <laughs> I mean, that'd be nice. Because a lot of guys may be off the board by December, or at least committed elsewhere. But I, I see what you mean, but I'd like to win June as well, if possible. You're going to have a lot of official visitors in the next two weeks. And that's why I'm not panicking. Most folks that have followed OU recruiting for years and years, or even a year, aren't panicking because we all remember what the situation was for OU recruiting at this point a year ago. They had four commits. There wasn't seemingly anybody that was on the precipice of locking it in. And then late June rolls around, July rolls around, and it's on like Donkey Kong. By the way, I'm blaming all these Bud Light texts. Uh, on you, by the way, uh, since you yeah, just... apparently the mere mention of Bud Light. <laughs> I, is I, to... <laughs> yeah, you haven't noticed that by now on the text line. It's just mentioned, and the text line blows up with uh, opinions of it. I think I'm in a funeral with the music, says a text of the 405. So am I. Like I'm actually starting to get down now, and it's been like eight minutes of listening to this. When when does it stop? It stops do, at the end of the segment. Do I do I have to bring up some good news for it to actually stop? I don't know. Oh, if, if I there's can... if there's good news to be had, yes. Um, let me see. Let me scroll down the rundown sheets. Um, where is that good news? Okay. Um, another crystal ball is in for four-star wide receiver Adrian Wilson, 2025 wide receiver from Pflugerville, Texas. 
Okay. Okay. Is that okay. good enough for the music I, to I, stop? I don't know if that's big enough to. Devon Mitchell is committing on July 8th. I think that's good news for OU. There we go. Hey! It took us two days, but we finally found some uh, good news. Okay. Yeah. July now, 8th for Devon Mitchell. Got three more visits coming up, but. Things look very good for Oklahoma there. Very good. I. At this point, what it would take for Devon Mitchell to go elsewhere is an offer he can't refuse. Like, absent an enormous bag, yeah, Devon wait. Mitchell is Oklahoma. He's taking a three-day visit to Miami, so well, let's not and that's, like, that's why out. I make That's why I added that ca- caveat. I'm like, well, Miami is in place. Miami so. will have a new offer all three days uh, that he's down at uh, Coral Gables for his, for his visit, which he's going to be at OU. Like, tell me if you read into this at all. He's going to be at OU for three days. He's going to be at Miami for three days. He's going to be at Alabama for one day. Is that just how the travel structure breaks down? Or that's at least on the visits he said he was going to be at at OU and Miami for three days. I I found that interesting. He's from Alabama. Grew up not too far from Tuscaloosa. I would imagine he figures he doesn't need to see much more than what he's already seen. Obviously, the multi-day visit to Oklahoma makes sense because – as I've reported previously, he's camping with OU on the 15th, and then he's hanging out at the Champion Barbecue with a lot of guys that may be his future teammates at the University of Oklahoma. But it would take a pretty seismic shifting of the sands for Devon Mitchell not to follow his good buddy Michael Hawkins to the University of Oklahoma. And for everybody that's been saying, when is Hawkins? When is the Hawkins effect going to start to yield some tangible results? Well, July 8th. No later than July 8th. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully a lot sooner than that. From the 308, this is OU. We don't need to have so- sad violins over a wide receiver, five-star or not. They will be fine there. Now, if none of the defensive players come our way, keep the violin handy. Oh, geez, I didn't think about that. If we had the violins today over uh, Bryant-Wesco, What's the music going to sound like over uh, David Stone and Williams Winery if that one doesn't go your way? Is that going to be death metal music? Is that going to be double violins on the show? Uh, hopefully we don't have to find out, but that's a, that's a scary Listen, thought. all I'm saying is if we need to go back to the sad violin music at some point down the road, that violin music that I pulled off of YouTube runs for a full hour. So <laughs> They can cover this we entire can, show. Can, we can it cover the made, whole show. It was really made for this show. It was really made for this show. 918, uh, or how about we talk about softball or, hell, even softball recruiting? I'll give you a softball recruiting nugget that maybe all of you that don't know. It's, I mean, it's out there if you've been following it. Kiki Malloy, pretty good player at Tennessee, right? One of the hottest hitters coming into last Saturday's game. Certainly. Her younger sister is committed to OU. So that's, there's good news there, right? You got a Malloy coming to OU in the future. It, the domination and the dynasty will not stop after OU wins a title here in two does, days. Uh, does Lawyer Malloy have any sons? Um, well, he's just going to go to Tennessee or Georgia <laughs> if, they, if he does, right? We could be optimistic about OU softball recruiting, but by God, Parker, not OU football recruiting right now. You yeah. know the deal on that one. Patrick says, I'm starting to really, really dislike five-star players other than JFA. <laughs> Well, and um, and PJ out of PJ was like the lowest drama five star yeah. in the history of the NIL. We really era. got spoiled last year. I, I we think did. I think it was a lot of people's first first year to really get into recruiting. You know, uh, it, and I yeah. and I would hope a a reason for that is because of this show. Yeah, we got spoiled last year with Jackson Arnold and PJ out of Now we had to earn it with the whole Peyton Bowen saga. 
But still, those are two five-star recruitments that, for a quarterback and an edge player, dude, you're not going to see that all that often. I just remember after the West Virginia game, driving through the mountains up there to get back to the hotel, and everybody's flipping out on the boards about P.J. going to Ohio State. And so I called P.J., and I'm like, hey, everybody's flipping out about you potentially going to Ohio State. And he was just like, what? I'm committed to Oklahoma. Like that was it for him. So yeah, we did kind of get spoiled. Unfortunately, that is not the norm for five star players. Yeah, guys, this background music sounds like I'm attending a funeral during the Victorian age. Yeah, it definitely had a uh, funeral vibes. But hey, it, it, no no funeral for OU football recruiting just yet. Two massive football weekends coming up here. Big Rich and OKC asks, when are you hosting the Telethon NIL fundraiser for Stone and Nwaneri? We need to do that, a 24-hour telethon uh, here at the Ref, and we can take donations for the NIL fund. Are, are, are you in? I've Anyone never participated in? in a telethon. What? Like, How do you fill airtime during a telethon? Um, I guess just what we did, tell all the bad news and urge people to <laughs> donate money so the, so the situation can change. I don't know. We, maybe we could learn on the fly for it. We need a plant. We need Michael Hawkins to come in and filibuster for hours <laughs> about how he's thinking of flipping to Penn uh, State. Yeah, there we go. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Nigel Smith was at Ohio State this weekend. Uh, we got a lot of football recruiting to get to. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We're the homeless Center fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the Homeless Sooner fans. What up, Ref Army? We got listeners in Springfield, uh, Massachusetts today, Farmington, New Mexico, Memphis, Tennessee, Liberty Lake, Washington, Culpeper, Virginia, Lancaster, South Carolina, small town of the day, Park Hill, Oklahoma, which is basically east of Muskogee and close to the uh, Arkansas border. Thank you for uh, all of you listening in on the official Ref app. Just search K-R-E-F in the App Store. And, hey, you can listen on the Ref app to the uh, softball game tonight. Pre-game 645, first pitch 7 p.m. OU and Florida State in the championship series from OKC. A week from today, dude, we're going to find out who OU will play in the SEC its first year in the league in 2024. Now, Brad Crawford, a 24-7 sports parker, he was on the uh, Feinbaum show and kind of throwing out some guesses, maybe some educated guesses as to what that's going to look like in a week. He okay. said, quote, I do believe Alabama will be making a trip to Norman in 2024. And Bama-Tennessee is a game I've heard might be coming off the permanent schedule, end quote. So hmm. nothing's official till the middle of next week, but Brad Crawford has done the math. He's projected what's likely to happen. He thinks he thinks Bama's going to be making a trip to Norman in 2024. I don't hate that. Uh, I love that. Biggest home game around here in pff, how long? A long time. Probably since the Ohio State game in 2016. Like, you got to go back that far? And if that's your first SEC game, it may be even bigger than that. I mean, seriously. I think it depends on how much of a titan Alabama is at that point in time, and I have no reason to doubt that they'll be any less of a titan than they typically are. But – I mean, at, at, at some point, Alabama is going to regress to the mean. I just think it's going to take Nick Saban's 2045, retirement for that to yes, 2045 is when Alabama regresses finally. No, but that's cool. I like to hear that. We'll find out in a week. And, uh, yeah, hopefully is Bama not only on the schedule, hopefully Bama is, uh, is on the home schedule. All right, so we had a lot to talk about yesterday 
and not a lot of it was great news. Nigel Smith, four-star defensive lineman, was at Ohio State over the weekend. And we've mentioned Ohio State as a player in his recruiting. Is there still a thought, even with the uh, bad vibes going on, that OU still leads for Nigel Smith coming out of that uh, visit to Columbus? Yes, there is. I still believe OU leads for Nigel Smith. They're going to get him back on campus for the Champion Barbecue. That is one that I, you know, I would put it alongside, not necessarily in the same vein as Michael Hawkins, but I'm, I'm trying to think, who could I reasonably compare? Okay, Caden Durham. Caden Durham's a great example because you've heard a lot of LSU smoke the last couple of months for Caden Durham. But all things considered, Nigel Smith, much like Caden Durham, those are two guys that at the end of it all, I would still be very surprised if they weren't Sooners, despite all of the buzz for other schools that you will hear because there's enough tying them to OU and their OU kids to the point that regardless of what else is reported and thrown out there about their interest in other schools, feels like all roads lead back to Norman. What are the two biggest recruiting heartbreaks that you've had so far this year? Probably Wesco and Peyton Pierce, right? Yeah, Probably definitely. I would say those two. Well, mm, mm. Pierce definitely hurts because of the OU ties that are there. Wesco hurts because you thought that you led for him. Yeah, I, I I'm say- just really you know circling that back around to Nigel Smith. Just because you felt like you've led for him for so long – I feel like Nigel Smith, though he's not the highest-ranked defensive lineman on your board, he is really good. That one would sting quite a bit if you end up losing that one. It certainly would. And the one guy that I think you can also make a case for is Aaron Flowers because that's a really good player, man. Aaron Flowers is an outstanding player. But we all kind of understand why he didn't choose OU. right? And so that, that one stings a little less than Peyton Pierce and Bryant Wesco, two guys with a ton of OU ties that you felt really, really good about in terms of their odds to end up in the class. Uh, Johnny H., is Nate Roberts an OU take? Uh, the 2025 tight end from Washington, Nate Roberts? Oh, yeah, as, he's a take. As a general rule, any player from within state lines with an offer is a take. Yeah. And he Unless is, OU is full at that position. And he's just not your uh, average <laughs> player in state that – Maybe is a tweener, but you 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 give out you give out an like Nate Roberts is going to be one of the best players in the twenty twenty five class in the state. He's really good. What he he dropped a top twelve over the weekend. He's got every major offer in the country already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's legit. Yes, he's a take. Absolutely, he's a take. Four oh five. Do you think Westco could flip before signing day? We were bringing that up last segment. Look, it's not a hundred percent that he sticks with Clemson, but. They don't get a whole lot of decommits because of their policy and how, frankly, successful that they've been here recently. Um, I would say that it's not very likely. Not very likely that OU flips Bright Wesco. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And some somebody <laughs> – there were folks on the message boards last night going, losing a wide receiver to Clemson is an embarrassment. And I, I'm just sitting there going, well, would you rather have lost him to TCU? Because to me – Losing a recruit, any recruit, to a program that's won two national championships in the last decade is not what I would call an embarrassment. You understand this. Even if you don't like it, you understand why Clemson would have significant pull for a guy like Brian West. Yeah, and they just got a five-star uh, backer. I, I know that's different positions, different side of the ball, but Clemson's got some um, momentum, man, at least on the recruiting trail. like This is a big year for them on the football field. Like they're they're trying to get back to a playoff and they're trying to get the offense going again. Like this is a big season for them. 
Um, but on the recruiting trail, man, they've got some. They've got some real juice. This Parker, this has a chance to be even in those two national championship years. As it sits right now, Clemson has a chance to have one of their highest ranked recruiting classes in the Dabo Sweeney era. Like that's how much they're rolling right now. And it certainly helps when you get a kid from right up the road in Sammy Brown, who is a five star, who has a lot of sway with his peers, a name that everybody across the country knows, and he commits early. And not only that, but you pull in another guy in Bryant Wesco. Having these figureheads for your classes early in the process is huge for any program. And that's part of why Oklahoma was so successful last year is because you got Jackson Arnold in the fold early, and he was able to go around and start spreading the OU loves to other or spreading the OU love to other top prospects from across the country that had interest in OU. Uh here's a take from AJ and Edmund on the text line. Rant of the day, says AJ. Can Sooner fans stop with the well wishes and best of luck tweets when prospects choose another school? It shows weakness and is embarrassing. Personally, I immediately unfollow and ignore them altogether. I don't send anything negative. I just choose to operate in pure, prideful indifference. I don't care how they do it, said school. If it ain't OU, get with us or get lost. <laughs> I mean, okay. Not everybody has that same philosophy. I mean, I I just find it weird to take issue with people giving well wishes yeah. to recruits that don't pick OU on social AJ, media. AJ, like, they're just playing the long game. The transfer portal is a real thing now, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then you can Want be like. Want the kid to remember, hey, I remember that. I, I remember uh, Sean and Salisaw telling me best <laughs> of luck when I signed with Penn State. I really do like OU. I'm going to come back around on them now that I'm in the portal. Oh, from the 580. How dare someone have a different philosophy than me? Uh, from the 918, hey guys, big fan of the show. Listen to it every day. What time does the show so start? That, that's like an inside joke on uh, on the rush. It's like, hey guys, I'm a big OU fan. What times? Who do they play this week? Oh, yes. Uh, Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. What time's the game? 11 a.m., sir. Thank you. So, thank, yeah, that was that was a nice drop. I, yes, I appreciated that. That joke has begun to make the, uh, make the gradual spread to other programs as well. Uh, whatever football university is, they had a camp in OKC. And basically, their MVP was Mike Hill Patterson McDonald, who was going to be on campus tomorrow. It says the OKC native holds several Power Five offers, and he showed why. Despite his smaller stature at 5'11, 175, Patterson McDonald plays like a much bigger player, and that is something that impressed uh, FBU's Eric Richards on Sunday. Versatile defensive back with good ball skills, can line up all over the secondary and cover. Any prospects in front of him? So just talking about his production there. So, all right, good, good for uh, Michael Patterson McDonald. I'm big MVP on the kid, man. He's he's a hitter, and you know it's funny. I was I was chatting with him on the sidelines at OU's camp. I think it was Saturday, and he was like, "Man, if I was six two, it'd be over." <laughs> so he's he's very aware that he's a little bit undersized in comparison to some of the bigger prototype defensive backs that you find in the game today, but. He's never let it deter him. And, you know, I I always have a ton of respect for smaller safeties like that who are willing to come down and run support and just throw their bodies around regardless of how big they are or are not. I think Delarian Turner-Yell is kind of the shining example of this in recent Brandon Everett right? would come down and hit you. Yeah. he. I mean, he wasn't the, uh, the, the, the biggest defensive back ever. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it, it, I wonder if it's, like, perception-wise or just – 
not even perception-wise, just thoughts with some OU fans. If some people think Michael Patterson McDonald isn't as highly sought after as he actually is because he's such good friends with David Stone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I almost view, think that some people view him as, well, he's just a package deal that schools try to put together to entice David Stone more. And there is some truth to that, but Michael Patterson McDonald on his own, to me, sounds like he would be a take, even if he didn't have any sort of a link to David Stone. Yeah, well, and I ask you, if the only reason Michael Patterson McDonald has offers is because he's best buddies with David Stone – explain the Iowa State offer. Iowa State knows they're not getting David Stone. Explain the UNLV offer. UNLV knows they're not getting David Stone. Explain why he's still in regular contact with Michigan State, despite the fact that Michigan State is absolutely not getting David Stone. In fact, I, I when I talked to him Saturday, I think he was talking about setting an official visit up at Michigan State. So He's got a lot of big-time P5 interest, going to be on an official visit to Houston in a couple weekends as well. So he's got P5 programs interested in his services as opposed to his services plus David Stone because you look at that offer sheet, there are plenty of schools on that offer sheet that have absolutely no hope of getting David Stone. Yeah, well, Michael Patterson-McDonald will be at uh, camp tomorrow. So the uh, the big weekend, is the big weekend if, uh, really start tomorrow or does it start more on Friday? starts Friday. What uh, What is the more critical recruiting weekend out of the two? Now, I, I think the easy answer would be Champion Barbecue because there's going to be more overall visitors. I ask that only because you have Winery and Stone in this weekend as compared to the Champion Barbecue. So does that sway things enough for this weekend to be more critical than the actual Champion Barbecue? I think this weekend is more about... Well, to be honest, and I don't, I don't want this. I don't want people to interpret this as a blanket statement any more than it is at face value. But this weekend is more about taking shots at guys that you have a fringe chance with, like Kobe Black, like Eddie Pierre Louis, right? Jason Zandamella, and then the Champion Barbecue weekend is more about getting guys in that you feel good about and you think that you can close out. Sure on that weekend. Now, I still think there are players coming to town this weekend that OU has a very good chance of landing and could realistically close out this weekend, i.e. Zion Raggins, Grant Bricks, Eli Bowen's taking an official this weekend. So, I again, it's not as if everybody coming in this weekend for an official visit to Oklahoma is somebody that the Sooners are basically maintaining a puncher's chance with no they've got a real good chance with some of these guys but i think the bulk of the return is going to come from the june 16th official visit weekend christy says giving well wishes to a recruit who doesn't choose ou is not weird or embarrassing the fans that attack a recruit for their choice are the weird ones well said christy 405 keep it coming 405-651-3439 on the knipple meyer chevrolet text line more recruiting more of your text coming up next right here on the ref Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Yeah, uh, Josh Wallace, corner from UMass, picks Michigan earlier today. It was Michigan, it was OU, he picks the Wolverines, two-time team captain out there at UMass. Uh, four-star wide receiver, six foot three, 185 pounds, Parker Livingstone with another crystal ball to Texas. That'd be a really good uh, get for UT if that's what happens. Another crystal ball to Texas, you yeah, say? Yeah, for Parker Livingstone. Yeah. From whom? 
Uh, was it Roach? I think maybe. Was no, who who? I forget who it was that uh, put in that crystal. Roach ball has for had him. one in for a while, but yeah, Parker Livingstone. If man, if OU had offered him, he'd probably be a sooner. Alas, they did not, and uh, here we are. Zion Raggins, four-star wide receiver. He's got an OU visit coming up. I believe he has a Georgia visit coming up as well. Um, that's a really good four-star wide receiver. Is that an OU Georgia battle, or is someone else? Uh, in the mix as well. Tennessee is also in the mix, but it does seem like OU kind of surprisingly has the inside track right now with Zion Raggins. It's going to be a matter of sustaining that momentum that Emmett Jones has right now in the recruitment when he takes his official this weekend. And that relationship with Michael Hawkins is somewhat surprisingly really tight. Oh, the because, Hawkins effect, huh? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're going to see it with Devon Mitchell and, uh, there's a chance you see it again here with Zion Raggins, perhaps. Uh, four-star edge Christopher Jackson. He was in uh, or in on a visit recently. Guess he got an offer, and there's some real legit OU interest there, apparently. Oh, did he get an offer? Uh, I think I read that earlier today that he did. Okay. Or at least there's a I, lot of interest coming out of his uh, recent visit. Yeah, I just th- th- there are so many edge targets right now that are higher on the board than C.J. Jackson. That's kind of my hesitance because – over the next two weeks, you have Will Nuaneri coming in on an official visit. You have Nigel Smith. You got Jay Sean Ross, Wyatt Gilmore, and you have Zena Amozalu. So there are priorities elsewhere that I think is going to make it hard unless some other options fall through for C.J. Jackson to end up at Oklahoma. Uh, Zadavian Sims posting hashtag stone to Oregon on his social media page. Oh, you fans not having it. Shut up, Zanavian Sims. Leave it. Leave <laughs> David Stone alone, all right? Uh, we're, we're still trying to get him on the defensive line is what I'm reading a lot of. So, uh, OU fans still not happy about the uh, Zanavian Sims ordeal, and they definitely want to uh, want him to leave David Stone alone. However, I'm sure Oregon's going to um, make a very enticing offer before all is said and done uh, to David Stone, before that recruitment is over, or even after that recruitment is over with a oh uh, with the commitment. Yeah. Uh, 580 on the text line, is it possible that David Stone is already silently committed and is coming this weekend to recruit? Well, that's certainly the optimist's sake. Do I think that is the case? Do I have reason to believe that is the case? No. But I do have reason to believe he's pretty heavily leaning OU right now, for what that's worth. Jamie and Whitehouse Parker is Emmett Jones the real deal as a recruiter and is Stone and is Stone Oregon a real threat? Well, we just talked about David Stone and Oregon. Are, is is Oregon a real threat for David Stone? Yeah, I think you would be. <laughs> it, it would be a disservice to completely disavow the notion that Oregon could make a serious play for David Stone because Oregon has a ridiculous amount of money. But is Emmett Jones that dude as a recruiter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this was a mess, loss. but I, I mean, every other instance here, I mean, it's, I, I mean, Clemson just really impressed here. I mean, well, if you want to call it a miss, that's fine, I guess. But it's the the early the early signs are very positive. And there are times where a coach screws up a recruitment, right? There are there are times where a coach doesn't do enough, and that's kind of the reason why that particular recruit begins to cool on a particular school. Nowhere did Emmett Jones go wrong in the in the recruitment of Bryant Wesco. You just kind of tip your cap to Clemson. Say, you know what, man? Dabo Sweeney, Garrett Riley, Tyler Grisham, that whole Clemson staff, they did an outstanding job of selling Wesco on Clemson. Emmett Jones did nothing to jeopardize OU's standing or even diminish 
Wesco's opinion of Oklahoma. He played his hand as well as he could. It just it just so happens that sometimes on the recruiting trail, somebody's got a better hand than you. And Clemson's uh, got a pretty good hand. Uh, they do. Uh, okay, so Peyton says, is David Stone going to be back in Oklahoma this fall? Well, he'll be here the next two weekends. He'll be playing football in the state of Florida. Will he be able to get back to Oklahoma this fall? Are there any immediate plans to do so? wonder if that depends on if he uh, commits or decides by the time the fall rolls around. Yeah, what happens with David Stone this fall, I, I, I'll just leave it at this. There's a lot yet to be determined as to what the fall looks like for David Stone. And you can draw your own conclusions from that statement. Uh, Sark's Vodka is not very happy right now about the Bryant-Westco ordeal. Emmett Jones got beat out by Clemson for a Dallas kid, LMAO. Hey, I bet they're friends, though. I bet the relationship is solid. Hey, as long as our coaches are friends with these kids, who cares if we miss or not? I'm really happy our coaches made new friends. <laughs> that, that is one Sark's Vodka that I'm guessing is tired of hearing about the, uh, the relationships in, uh, in recruiting. Okay, okay. So many things there. One being, A, this is not about Emmett Jones. It's about Clemson, and you tip your cap to that staff. But also, even if it sucks to know that relationships didn't win out with Bryant Wesco in this case, I'll go back to the Brennan Thompson example. Because in the transfer portal era, you have way more guys looking for new destinations a year or two into their collegiate careers than ever before. And when Brennan Thompson hit the transfer portal. You know who immediately came into the picture? Oklahoma. And you know why? It's because his primary recruiter at the University of Texas, while he was still on staff there, and in fact the coach that offered him on behalf of the University of Texas was Jay Valai. So, just because relationships didn't win out right now doesn't mean there might not come a point down the road where that relationship comes into play once again. So keep that in mind. I imagine it doesn't do much to assuage the sting of the loss to Clemson for Wesco. But the door isn't completely foreclosed there. And the relationship isn't totally worthless just because Wesco committed to Clemson. Peyton says, I mean, he got beat out by the hottest OC in the game right now. I don't know what you want him to do. Well, Sark's Sar- yeah. vodka wants him to close. That's what he wants him to do. I can... Uh... I can speak for him on uh, on that one. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I guess Chris Del Conte got uh, offered the USC AD job, and he's like, nope, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. I'm staying in Austin. So maybe in 24 hours we hear that uh, CDC is uh, heading out to L.A. to take the Gosh, USC AD it, job. Imagine USC making themselves that much more hateable. <laughs> by hiring Texas's athletic director. Gary Patterson comes in for uh, the Texas AD job. Set up on a platter for him after he left Texas uh, a few months ago. All right, final segment of Locked In coming up next. Final segment Locked In with McComas and Thune live on the ref. i tell you who's getting made fun of today. It's all these people with the thought that, nope, we're going to boycott it. We're going to boycott the new NCAA football game because, what, they're going to give our athletes, like, what, $500 to participate in this? Forget that. No way. I guess they don't realize, Parker, that we played these these games uh, for years, uh, uploading and downloading uh, online rosters with the actual players' names on it, and that's what everyone's going to do again. So 
If the players don't want to use their likeness in the game, well, somebody else will make it happen. Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care. If you want to hold out because you're only getting $500 to have your likeness in a video game for free. Yeah, it's a great deal. It's $500. You don't have to do anything. Like, maybe sign something. I don't know. Well, you'll probably get a free copy of the game as well, too, you know? Our our video game's still like 60 bucks, brand new. I've been out of the market for a while. Yeah, me too. Sixty I, I bucks know. plus five hundred dollars, and you get to be in a video game forever. Like that's that sounds like a deal for, to me. I think the newest video game I have at home is Madden 08. It's pretty new. <laughs> who's on the cover of? Like Josh you, Allen is on the cover. That was announced oh, today. Do you, do you remember who was on the cover of Madden 08? Um, you want to take a guess? Let me think. Oh seven season. Who would have been very popular in the NFL? I'm going to guess, oh, I don't know, God, was Tom Brady on the cover that year? It was Vince Young. Seriously? Yes. Vince Young was on, oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. I don't, uh, I don't think we remember Vince Young as having an, an awesome career with the Tennessee Titans, but still good enough to be on the Madden cover one year. Uh, how about that? How about that? Uh, Caleb Williams will be called Caleb Williams in the new game if he opts out. <laughs> Yes, we need we need the Teddy Lehman version of NCAA football. From the 580, OU has big receiver room already. Last two years, OU has brought in good receiver class and yet still bring in two to three out of the portal over the last two years. Just maybe West Coast saw Clemson as a better opportunity for himself. Can't knock the kid for that. Maybe it is problem OU has created for themselves. If receivers develop over the season and stand out, could change the kid's mind. Why well, say lot word when few word do trick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was reading it and uh, thought the same thing, but <laughs> the, the, the point was made. Oh, Frisco Sooner says, the guy that says quit wishing well to the recruits who commit to other schools is almost as stupid as the people who, oh no, oh no, the text isn't loading. Oh no, the internet has gone kaput. Maybe Peyton deleted that text. I have no idea what the text said. Maybe Peyton deleted that text. I think you can do that on iPhone now, right? Maybe Some, that's what Somebody happened. in the 539 says, Vince Young's right up there with Peyton Hillis as the hey, worst Hey, at least ever. Peyton Hillis had a really good year with the Cleveland Browns, right? I mean, I, I think I remember him having a really good year with the – well, he Peyton Hillis had to have a really good year with the Cleveland Browns because they're not putting a, a fullback on the cover of the game unless they have a massive year. Five, a listener to the 580 says McNabb is on 08. Nope. Donovan McNabb is on Madden 06. I can go back a ways with these Madden covers, Tyler, especially like the 2000s, the decade that is the 2000s. Let me think here. Eddie George in 01. Mm. You can fact check me on this. Eddie George in 01. Dante Culpepper in 02. Marshall Falk 03. Vic 04. Ray Lewis was 05. McNabb 06. Sean Alexander 07. Vince Young in 08. And Brett Favre in 2009. Uh, that, folks, is called useless information right now. Yes, here. it is. Though I think Highly I, useless. Though I think I could do the exact same thing with the uh, NCAA football game video covers. Uh, but, yeah, the news today is Bryant Wesco commits to Clemson yesterday, and everyone wants to know, well, can OU get back in on this? Can, can OU flip Bryant Wesco? Well, the, the odds aren't likely. They're not 0%. But here's, like, the, the one positive thing. And, I mean, it could easily turn into a negative because Clemson doesn't get that many decommits. But if if, um, if Bryant-Wesco were to visit OU, all of a sudden they're the front runner to land the five-star wide receiver, right? Because if Clemson operates like OU, Bryant-Wesco's off the board. OU all of a sudden now in, uh, in a great spot for it. Yeah, exactly. So, I'd honestly, like, 
the tallest hill that you have to climb is getting him to visit. If you can get him to campus, well, then you've basically flipped him. But the odds you get him to campus, admittedly, not high. Maybe he'll uh, mess around and find out, like, uh, oh, gosh, I've already forgotten his name. Ashton Cozart? No, he no the guy two weeks ago from JUCO up there in Kansas. Oh, Butler, Lane Jenkins. Lane Jenkins. Yeah, maybe he'll take a secret visit to OU. OU will leak it out on purpose that uh, Wesco is at Norman, and then Dabo will say, "No, ah, no, you got to abide by the policy." And then he uh, he pulls his uh, commits or pulls his <laughs> offer. Oh man, mm. listen, I I will admire Dabo's courage and. His moral code, his devotion to the moral code, if he can tell a five-star wide receiver, you're not coming here because you <laughs> took another visit. I wonder if other schools – it hasn't happened a lot. It's only happened a few times since Brent took the job. But I got to think, even if a kid says, hey, I'm trying to keep this on the down low, like committed to OU, going to take this visit, I don't think it would be beneath the coach at that school to say, hey, let's make sure this leaks out so OU will uh, pull the offer. That wouldn't surprise me at all if that if that had happened already a couple of times. All right, Bob Stoops is going to join us next hour at 320. We'll talk to him about OU softball, SEC schedule next week, and a whole lot more. Keep it locked on the ref. Out on the ref.